And welcome back to Fundamentally Sound with Cherelle, Majeski, and Doug. Sans Majeski today just... He, he was up at the D-backs game, so, you know, didn't want him to drive at night. So That's tough. It's a long drive from Phoenix, you know. So, Majeski will make it back for the next pod and uh, come back with his hilarious stories and whatnot. Because I don't, I don't know if we have any weird stories, do we, Douglas? Not quite as weird as his. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's only a certain bar we could raise our levels to, and Majeski just seems to exceed that, so... <laughs> Anyways, this is uh, episode 14, you know, we're in double di- duh, double digits. Wow, that's... Been there. Yeah. Well, we've been there, but, you know, still, <laughs> it's kind of amazing we've done 14 of these things, so... Um, yeah, but... Just pumping them out. <clears throat> well, trying to, you know. <laughs> I know, before we were pumping them out, now it's more like staggered, like, what happens in the sports world you folks don't even know. Yeah, you just... it's... Hopefully you're keeping up on your Bleacher Report app, your ESPN app. Heck, maybe even your Barstool Sports app. There you go. Well, shout out to them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you're like me, you get updates, like little pings on your phone oh every like gosh. two minutes just because ESPN's like trying to let you know something's happening there. I uh, feel like this is a good conversation to get off on. Okay. A good tangent to get off Ooh, on. Tangent. This is coming in early on the Ooh. pod tonight. Okay. Think about this. You're... We're both guys who love sports, and hopefully our listeners out there love sports, and maybe you don't love sports out there, but you just like us. Like, you like us with affection. Okay. Oh, I'm getting, well, I'm getting right. way ahead of myself. <laughs> it's 1030. I need to slow it down. Got a little sugar rush over here from my Luigi's Real Italian Ice. It was pretty pretty real. Sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> and this section, this, this portion of the show provided by... All right, you guys don't have to hear that. But anyways, my tangent is... I'm 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 kind of the same way as you. I like to follow like specific teams, and I get like tons of updates. But what do you like? What do you think is better? Do you think it's better to have like follow just a ton of stuff, receive team newsletters, get all that kind of stuff, or do you think it just makes sense to follow your team and get only those alerts and not pay for all the data that you're using, but not using because it's just <laughs> it's just pinging on your phone, like you said. Well, the best the best thing is when I like. I get done working or like get done doing something where I'm not on my phone for like a few hours, like golfing. Like oh, hey. I'll put, put my bag or my bag, put my, the put the, the phone in the bag. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll pull it out after the round and you know, it, it looks like I have a lot of messages, but it's, it's really just ESPN updating me that LeBron moved his left foot or the Cubs decided to play a game and win today or something like that. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think if, if you know what you're doing as far as like, um, like, like for me as a example, I follow a lot of like the NBA news or like the MLB news and like, there's like business tabs you can follow oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Like if, if you like search around ESPN's app or like Bleacher Report, not, not necessarily know what you're doing. You just spend some time like searching around it. Like there's ways to pick up on things you like and whatnot, but 
hey, if you if you like just following your teams, that's good as well because there's a lot of news in just following your teams, you know. So yeah, I think it's just like we live in a different age. Like I feel like our parents or our grandparents are just so accustomed to like, oh, here's the morning paper. I exactly. read about oh the Diamondbacks walked off last night, you know, or tonight, <laughs> obviously, but um, where we're in the culture where. It's a, you know, one inch by, I don't know, three inch screen, you know, or update. And we can only read two sentences, but we get exactly what we need from those two sentences. Well, and I mean, that's why SportsCenter isn't as big as it used to be, because you think about it, our generation, instead of needing to watch the highlights of a game, we can just go on our phone and like get updates or check the highlights right there. Like. I mean, we don't need to watch SportsCenter and have it on rerun for the next five hours and see everything that pops through. But, I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting lifestyle. I get I get updates from MLB.com, Bleacher Report, and ESPN that the Cubs lose. Wow, so, that's diversification of yeah. the same message. And it's, it's the same exact thing. It says the score, the pitchers that win and lose, <laughs> and, you know, the, the run total. So... <laughs> More than likely, it reads that the Cubs lost by, like, one because we can't pitch in the first inning, but, uh, you know. Man, it's all about that hot start. We won tonight, so. Oh, that's a good way to get back. Well, let's see. How are the Cubs looking right now? Who are they they playing? 20 and 19. We beat the Reds twice. You know what? Boo-hoo. Like, (laughs) good. Like, you've played, you know. 39 games. Yeah, like, nice. You've almost at the 40-game mark. You're about... What, 162 games, so you're at a quarter of the season now? 40, 80, 120, 60. Yeah. You're about a quarter through your season. Yeah. Uh, see that quick math that we did right there? Um, but it, I don't know. I just, for me, I'm not too, like, we were talking about this off the pod. Like, what, when should you start being worried about your baseball club? And when should you be excited about your club? You know, these are all questions that I think all sports lovers, all those who are fans of the game, who follow the game closely. But I don't know. For me, with the Yanks off to a hot start, I'm excited. Who's not going to be excited? But at the same time, there's that anxiety, that concern. Like, how long can the baby bombers, you know, keep putting it over the fence? And how long can our pitchers continue to do a decent job? You know, for me, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to last Whereas, and I look at the Cubs, and with Dutra, like, I don't see why there's a reason to be concerned. I feel like you have all the tools. It's a matter of just everybody working together as a team, putting, putting, you know, having the creative juices flow together. So, well, I, I mean, know. and I'm, I'm not like truly worried. Yet. I know you're not. Maybe, it's, maybe others are though. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, for the Cubs in general, their pitching is isn't as good as it was last year. Um, yeah. They led the the league in ERA last year, so I mean, we just can't get anyone out in the first inning. I mean, your boy Kyle Hendricks on your fantasy team gave up, uh, I think, two in the first. Way to go, guy! So I mean, gave up one, uh, one in the first. So Which... I mean, it's one of those things where it it all comes into form. And if in the middle of the season we're playing great baseball, then I mean, no one's gonna remember the slow start we got off to. So. It's baseball is a game of streaks and putting it together. Uh, and so, you know, when when the time comes, if you're playing well enough and you make that run, it's perfectly fine. I mean, I think my biggest thing is I think the Cubs miss Dexter Fowler's bat at the top of their lineup. Schwarber, while hasn't gotten off to a great start and is, has been hidden lately, um, you know, 
it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes through the rest of the season. I'm interested to see how that leadoff thing works, but people really undervalued Dexter Fowler at the top of the lineup and just like what he brought outside of his defense in center field. Mm. And I personally would have liked to see them pay him over the off season, but I mean, I understand you got to go get your money where it's, it's being paid and you won a world series and that was the goal. So, yeah, I mean, more power to you, but yeah. So I, yeah, it's like, and that is also a funny conversation to have. And I don't know, I don't think we've had this over the pod, but I think this was brought up at least in most sports and social media outlets. But it's funny to think that our culture, I wouldn't say culture, but, you know, saber metrics and um, all this analytics that is done is it's almost more important to have your leadoff. Well, I mean, it's always been important to have your leadoff guy get on, but like strategically placing these kind of like bulkier dudes who normally put it over the fence is your leadoff hitters. So I was curious to get your take on that. Obviously missing Fowler, like what kind of, what's your prototypical or your stereotypical, like if you created a lineup, like who would you want leading off? Well, so I think that having um, a dude who is primarily a power hitter, well, I, I wouldn't even call Schwarber primarily a power hitter. No. The thing is with, like, the two guys that I see do it are Kyle Schwarber and Carlos Santana for the Indians. And, I mean, well, they, they were both in the World Series last year, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so they they both hit for good contact, and they put the ball in play a lot. It hasn't been a good start to the season for either of them. But, I mean, their on-base percentage, and, I mean, Schwarber didn't play the last year, but the way Schwarber hits the ball is – good for a leadoff hitter he gets on base when he's in rhythm and not slumping at the beginning of the season but it's one of those things where I don't know it's just hard to break the stereotype of your leadoff hitter being a dude that has speed mainly hits for contact and I think that's where we got spoiled with Dexter Fowler a little bit last year is he kind of did both he was a guy that could hit 300 but also hit for 10 to 15 home runs yeah, have, have a little pop in his bat and has the speed to, if he gets on base he could steal second you know stuff like that and so ideally i i would love to put jason hayward at the leadoff spot but unfortunately he his offense has just been too not, streaky yeah it's it's either on or it's off and i think someone prototypical like him he's a tall lanky athletic guy who has some pop in his bat if he could bring that average up towards 300 then Prototypical. Golden, yeah. Yeah, I like him in the, the leadoff spot. I mean, the D-backs with A.J. Pollock, that's a great leadoff hitter. He has pop in his bat, but yeah. he gets on most of the time. It's it's one of those things where you'd like to see it, and that's that's also the other thing, like why Joe Madden puts the pitcher in the eighth hole, the eight hole. and Oh, yeah, which then, is also different. Yeah, then yeah. bats a, uh, a position player ninth is <clears throat> if you turn over that lineup and get the nine – uh, nine hole hitter on and then your leadoff hitter can move him over move him over or get on as yeah. well your two three four and five hitters have chances to score runs and Ser- stuff yeah, like serious that. ribby opportunities yeah so i mean i ideally i'd want someone like dexter fowler to lead off for me but i think the schwarber experiment could definitely work it's just not working because schwarber's not hitting as well so yeah i mean i was just curious because it's like you look around the league and everybody's or i wouldn't say everybody but there's a lot of teams that are experimenting with it i mean you got 
you, you got the Astros with Altuve. You got the Yanks with Gardner. Gardner has almost kind of become a very, like, um, almost an attractive type of leadoff hitter as well. Um, well, those guys both have speed. Like, Gardner yeah. can blaze, and oh, so can Altuve. I mean, that's yeah, the thing. It's not, I mean, but you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying that those are kind of like, oh, everybody, that's your stereotypical leadoff mm-hmm. guy. Speedy. Um, almost can sort of guarantee getting on, but probably going to get a good at bat as well. Maybe take it, you know, five, six pitches as opposed to a, a strikeout, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a scenario. And that's the thing you always want, or at least from my experience in baseball, you always wanted the leadoff hitter to see a few pitches. Yeah, Cause help out your number two. Hole, you know? Yeah. You, you give everyone who's looking in the dugout, at least an opportunity to view what kind of pitches he's throwing, where he likes to go. You know, and if you can, as a leadoff hitter, make him throw his whole repertoire as far as pitches go, then, I mean, you've won that battle in my mind. Yeah, like, oh, this dude, slider's not on today. Like, we'll have to just be deadlocked on fastball change. Like, whatever. I mean, all these guys have so many tools. Yeah. So, I mean, the more of them you you can see earlier in the game, probably the better. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think it's all just about, that's the thing. The biggest stat is on base percentage. And it doesn't matter if you're fast, slow, power hitter, contact hitter. Like, if you have a great on-base percentage, why not hit leadoff? Like, I hit leadoff once, and I hit a home run my first time. Hey, it's so, favorable. Like, come come up ready to swing, man. It's the mentality. I went about 430 to center field and never hit, hit a leadoff home run again in my life because I never hit leadoff again, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always told my pops, like, I, especially during summer ball, I didn't really get too many opportunities during, like, regular season varsity ball and whatnot. It's all good. Um, but, like, I loved, like, uh, leading off just for whatever reason, just knowing, like, my job was to have a good at bat, also see a lot of pitches and, you know, essentially break the guy in because he could, he could just throw one right down. Well, you know, Main Street, and you're like, oh, okay, thanks. And that's, Put that's it the other... where I caught the dude when I was yeah. off. Dude just g- gassed a fastball right down the middle, and I took him yards. Thanks. Like, I'll take it. You know, sign off. Uh, Routed the bases. Nail this one on in, you know. I didn't Jose Bautista. Oh, in, so, okay. our good friend. What did Jose do tonight, Joe? <laughs> a little bat flip action when he was down 8-4. to four, or <laughs> eight Technically 8-3, to three, or and then he made it 8-4, to four, but. Nice. <laughs> Nice little bat flip round around the bases. First baseman talked to him and just kind of. God, I miss those days, though. You remember when, like, Carlos Gomez watched his uh, home run and Brian McCann stopped him short of home plate? That was those were some good times. Like, come on, man. <laughs> a little respect, like, and, but also a little, like, humility. <laughs> like, great job. You hit a home run. Guess what? It's the eighth inning, <laughs> top of the eighth or whatever it is. You're on our home field. I didn't check if it was Toronto. It was in uh, the Braves. Oh, my God. Like, you are at, like, the visitor's home park. Like, new, that, new ballpark. Yeah. Uh, they looked really nice. Oh. Turner Field? Or, well, is no. it not, so it's not Turner anymore. Isn't it, oh. like, Sunco? Yeah, they changed the – and the, this shout-out to Dylan Quance out there. Um, that is a cool ball. It's, like, the only ballpark that has a brewery in it. I Does believe? it? Yes, I believe. I, this, I have to fact check that, but I believe that they they built it in in the outfield, uh, right right field or something like that. I mean, it's I've, pretty cool. I went to Turner Field before Turner, yeah. they. I, yeah, I've been to Turner, but it's not Turner anymore. But, yeah, I don't know. Huh. Okay. I'll have to look. SunTrust Park. Ah, there it is. So, good times. It looks, it looks beautiful, though. Gosh, got to make it down south, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I don't really need to elaborate too much on or. 
I don't mean to elaborate too much on this. I just feel like play with a little class. Like we all get who you are. We all know your name is Joey Bats. You know, does he well, still follow you on Twitter? By the yes, way, yes, he still does follow me on Twitter. De- what a decent guy. But um, <laughs> I mean, my thing is like, look, the the Blue Jays are off to a, a horrendous start by their standards. <laughs> can't find a baseball. <laughs> like, I mean, and the thing the. I guess the facts of the matter are that, you know, you trotting around the bases acting like you're having a grand old time kind of almost signifies you don't care that you guys are losing. You're just about hitting dingers. And you you almost didn't get signed by anyone this offseason. Yeah. Like, Wouldn't you be stressed? Yeah. I'd be stressed. Like, you're, you're an old outfielder. You don't have much of range anymore. Like, I mean, Joey Bats, I'm glad you follow me on Twitter. Like... <laughs> Good talking trash, <laughs> but like, dude, come on! Like you're playing in a contract year. I'm sure you're only signed to like a one year contract right now. Like it, oh, I just don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really want to get too worked up about it. I mean, this is almost like getting worked up about you know other people and bad publicity that is surrounding sports. Unfortunately, um, yeah, we could we could keep his name out of our our mouth, but. For those of you who don't know, go check out The Herd. Go to this certain person's interview um, and just listen to how he treats uh, the lovely Christine Leahy, who, by the way, is also a really great reporter. Yeah. She does her job very well. She's beautiful and knows sports. So, I mean, hey, you can't find much better in a woman than that, right? Uh, nope. Um, but does a great job. Uh I actually love her takes on most things she talks to Colin about. So shout out to her for representing the women out there um, in the sports field. But dude just blatantly disrespected her. And, like, that's why I don't even want to say his name right now. Like, I'm tired of the dude being in the press. I'm tired of the dude being on the Internet. I'm tired of just him in general. Yeah. I mean, we talk about his son. Oh, his son's like, I wish nothing but the best for his son. No. I, I don't want him to go to the Lakers because I think it would be funny as all. But, like, <laughs> you know, it's uh, the dude, dude's outrageous. Let's just put it that way. Well, I mean, and I think we can, like, what and I just want to transition to the fact that, you know, we are pretty close to the NBA draft starting. Uh, we're about, you know, a little over a month. It's June 22nd, according to what I saw here. Um, why does... Lonzo Ball make a good case to be drafted number one overall? Or why does he make a better case to be drafted number two? Well, see, the the thing about Lonzo Ball is you can't deny that the dude will get it to the open man. He's a great guy to play with in the fact that he's unselfish and won't take the shots like by himself. He's trying to get his teammates involved. He's, he's a point guard. He passes. Unselfish. Yeah, he's an unselfish point guard. So... I mean, from that standpoint, as a basketball player, I don't like a lot of people say they don't understand why you wouldn't want to play with a guy like that. Completely understand that point. As a basketball player, he's great in the fact that he can just drop dimes. You know, he's um, he's compared to Jason Kidd. And Jason Kidd was a great point guard. So, I mean, if you think he's like that and going to turn out like that, I don't see why you wouldn't take him number one overall. Mm. My thing is... You look at the NBA now, and it's so much about scoring. Well, I mean, and you have to score to win the game. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> like, let's be honest. The point is to put the ball through the bucket. All sports. All sports, you have to score. Yeah. So, I mean, 
no doubt you want a guy that can do that, but if you're the Celtics in this case who have the number one pick, you already have guys that can put it in the bucket. I mean, Isaiah Thomas can drop 50 at a drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. Like Hang him up. Yeah, but Isaiah, I I never thought of Isaiah Thomas as a true point guard, even though he got 10 assists tonight. Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's, there's just some guys in the NBA who play better off the ball. Yeah. I mean, in the sport in general. Yeah, and so I – this is my thing. So the dude in which we are not naming his name because, I mean, the dude's an idiot. Um, he says he wants his son Lonzo Ball to go to the Lakers. Lakers is the number two pick. I don't know why you wouldn't want your son to be the number one pick. That baffles me. It's hysterical. But apparently Lonzo's only working out for the Lakers. So this is my thing. Celtics, if you are listening by any off chance, (laughs) Danny Ainge or Brad Stevens, if you're taking a break from watching films on the Cavs, um, listen very closely to this. Take the number one pick. Shop it around. Try and go get Jimmy Butler. Try and go get Paul George. Try and go get DeMarcus Cousins or someone that's a superstar that's worth a number one pick. Trade it to that team and pray that team takes Lonzo Ball. (laughs) Because, one, you get a superstar out of that deal to help you compete against the Cavs. Two, the Lakers don't get Lonzo Ball. And three... Lonzo Ball's father does not get Lonzo Ball to go to the Lakers. So, or Lakers, if you're listening, Magic Johnson, <laughs> trade for Paul George. Don't take Lonzo Ball. Just humor me, please. Like, that's all I want in life right now. I wonder if Magic and, like, the um, one who we are not mentioning tonight have had, like, a sit-down dinner. Like, well, do you think they have? From that interview we listened to, apparently the dude... <laughs> who thinks he's all that? Who thinks he's a big baller? Not a women's company, by the way. Oh Women gosh. don't order from them because apparently oh they don't gosh. want you. Embarrassing. Um, he he said he hasn't talked, or he said I haven't spoken to anyone in the Lakers organization. So how do you know that? Just like, well, that's where he's gonna play. Like that isn't that wild? I would I would like. I'm going to watch the NBA draft just strictly to hope that Lonzo Ball just doesn't go there. Like, that, that'll that be my sole purpose. Once the top three picks are done, I mean, I'll probably still watch to see where uh, Markinen goes. Yeah. But other than Lowry. that, it's like... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too hung up on it by any means, by any stretch. It's just, for me, I. it's just funny because I guess now that we're getting older, we are becoming a little bit more analytical about the game. I'm kind of excited to see maybe um, we'll just have to, you know, keep better tabs on how, you know, when looking at the lot. And it's just hysterical to think that the Celtics are the number one pick. Shout being out a, to uh, being the Brooklyn good. Nets for trading <laughs> their future away for two aging superstars. Isn't that crazy? That's like the worst trade in NBA history. I'm sorry. It has to be. Like, it, that's almost worse than – the Trailblazers selecting whoever they selected oh, before Michael man. Jordan. Um, yeah, that was that was bad. That's that's that pretty bad. bad, right? Like, or the other teams that I passed up on um, uh, Kobe as well. Yeah, or the uh, the Detroit Pistons for selecting a Darko Milicic. Oops. In the twenty uh, two thousand three 
draft where LeBron went one, Milicic went two, and then I think Wade went three or it's Carmelo so, went three. And and for me, it's almost entertaining. It always hearing these draft or like they always like you know go back and they say, well, who were the teams you know for you know worst first round picks and. Um, yeah, it just blows my mind when you see the stat or the names that followed these players. It's just it'll always be a it'll be a conundrum. Like these teams, you have the best guys making these decisions, and they still blow it. Shout out to Kwame Brown. Yeah. Another, well, another n- number one overall pick that kind of just blew away his career. Yeah, and then this discussion also brings into the whole. It it kind of also ties into the whole like the pressure that comes with being number one and this and that. But, yeah, I mean, hey, Lonzo Ball, like, dude, if you really want to pass up on two, it's like over five years, you know, he'll pass up on 2.5 mil, like, by going number two. Like, whatever, man. More power to you, You do you, man. Like, that's Hopefully your shoe shoe really sells, you know. Yeah, yeah. Better better keep praying about the big baller brand. Did uh, did Jordan come out in 78? Is that does that sound right? Gosh, was it that long ago? Seventy-eight draft. Um, let's see. <laughs> nope. No, this was the Larry Bird draft. Yeah, I was in. So, oh, did Jordan come out in eighty-three? He was drafted in eighty-four. Eighty-four. Okay. Third overall. Third overall. So there were two Selected teams that passed on him. Wow, those so, two teams suck. Eighty, what did he say? Eighty four. Eighty four. So the number one pick in eighty four was okay. Hakeem Olajuwon. That's a good pick. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean not to say that that's a bad pick by any means. Oh, that's a great pick, actually. That's like so funny to me because LeBron went number one overall, right? Mm-hmm. And see, I, again, I don't mean to get, have the conversation shift to LeBron versus Michael, but it's just isn't that weird to think like how how would you not have Michael go number one? I mean, Hakeem Olajuwon is well. Hakeem won two championships in Houston, so that worked out for the I'd Rockets. I'd say that that's okay. And yeah. the Trailblazers then selected Sam Bowie with the number two pick. So, oops, that's a big oops. wow. Yeah, um, we saw something that <laughs> nobody else saw. <laughs> yep, you're right. Nobody else saw you guys winning a championship with him. Yep, and then <laughs> Barkley was fifth in that draft. So, but. Um, <laughs> Not I don't know. My my belief on the whole LeBron Jordan thing is LeBron still has a little bit to go. Um, he has a, he definitely does. I mean, there's some out there that think he's there. But I mean, no, it it's interesting because you think about it, LeBron was deemed a prodigy since he was like what, like twelve? Probably. Yeah. So I mean, Michael was never I mean, that whole story about him getting cut from his freshman basketball team or whatnot however that worked yeah Yeah. like he was he wasn't the man to be until i think like his senior year of college as far as i know or something like that so i mean he even went third in the draft so he might not have even been the man but he made himself the man I'm just going to say what we're all thinking out there. Oh, what are okay? we all thinking? What we're all thinking. We're all thinking. We all recall when Michael had that tough time uh, and decided, you know what? I'm too good at basketball. I'm going to go pick up a sport known as baseball. I don't know if he thought he was too good at basketball. You know what I mean. 
LeBron is too good at basketball, so he's going to be like, I'm going to go help the Cleveland Browns win some games. So so that's what I'm saying. For LeBron to get to Michael Jordan GOAT status, he needs to go play football. Oh, that, that's what you want. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what the, that's what the people want, man. Give the people what they want. More cowbell. But, More cowbell. But you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm just joking, obviously, but it, it is just funny. Like, that's um, – and there's gonna be a thirty for thirty for LeBron. Like, it's just naturally. If does he not already have one? I don't. I'm excited for Space Jam too. Yeah, yeah. that'll, that'll be, be that'll be something to get, look forward to. If that actually happens or not, I don't know. But no, I mean, I think I think Jordan kind of went through his whole like, oh, my dad just passed that away. He really that, wanted to play a, baseball, and you know that's, that's not a joke about. It. I don't oh, no, joke yeah, about no. that by any means. By no means. Yeah, but. You know, I the question the real question is that will never be answered because we can't go back in time and figure it out is if Jordan didn't go play baseball, would the Bulls have seven peated? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> you don't think so? He went three and three with a year in between in which he left to go play baseball. Well, let's put it this way. I think he could have. Oh, I, mean, I know he could have. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much did do it. Um, it's tough. I don't know. There, I feel like different things would have happened, though. Maybe different guys would have gotten paid, and maybe some guys would have... I, the league was different at that time. Oh, yeah. No, and well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know the league at that time. Well, we'd have to bring in an expert from that time period. Time well, see, time. and that's the thing. We'd have to talk to someone who knows a little bit more about it. But from from what I've gathered... The teams that Jordan faced in the NBA Finals, while they made it to the NBA Finals through the playoffs, were never as talented as some of the teams we have today. And that's where you give the nod to LeBron a little bit. While the Mavericks series was a low point in LeBron's career. Oh, that was wild. Um, the rest of his series, he's faced teams that had at least three superstars on him. Or a Spurs system that has just one out, you know, because Greg Popovich is the best coach in the world at the moment. Well, not at the moment, but uh, most of the time. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's interesting. It'll be a I, – I love it because it'll just be a debate for as long as we live. People are going to pick Jordan. People are going to pick LeBron. Who knows? Maybe people will pick the next guy whenever the next guy shows up. I know. Like, that's the thing. People will pick Kobe sometimes. Like, it's completely an opinion. That's the thing. There's so opinionated. Yeah, that's Gosh, that's like, the greatest thing. Yeah, like who? Yeah, it always. I, that's why I said I like the Mount Rushmore perspective. You know. Well, yeah, because it allows you to cover all your bases. I like that. I don't know. Well, okay. I'm sure, a lot of people Here, don't like that. Here's this. Then Doug, who is your starting five of NBA greats? And they have to be like in their position. You can't place them yeah, out of I know. their position. Uh, that's. I mean, I think like starting with a big man, I'd have Timmy D as your center. Well, that's tough though. I'd probably put him at my four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably put him at my four. Um, I would love to have some combination of. Oh gosh, it's, this is tough though because I'm not. I'm not like a huge NBA guy by well, any no. means, yeah. but I like NBA, so I shouldn't. I should have this answer. Prepared. Of I mean, neither. I do. neither of course, I, I don't. Yeah. Who would you put as your five? That's sort of. The, I think one position I'm struggling with. So, would you put 
a lot. Like, or see, like, no, I think the best um, center dominance wise of all time is Shaq. Yeah, I was gonna say Shaq or because of his size and just the will he got to the basket. Now my second, see, now I would wish I would want to put Kareem and Shaq okay. at the four and five, but Kareem was strictly a five. That's the thing. Yeah, so, so I was gonna say maybe Kareem. I would probably put Kareem, but I love I love Shaq. It I depends mean, on the system you're running too. That's the thing. But like this is tough. Like if I had to say like for certain, like I'd pick Shaq. Like Just I love that, Shaq all that as body, a player. all that muscle. Like <laughs> seven two three something. Like when the dude came in the league, he was a freaking gazelle running down the court too. Like dude, <laughs> Shaq the gazelle. <laughs> Sorry, you just got the Shaq. You gotta laugh at that, but. but Timmy D at the four, maybe like that. See, that's the hardest position for me because you look at the four and you could go different ways. So many athletes. And if you have Shaq at the five, see if you, that's the thing. If you're answering this question based off of like, they have to play as a team. It's a little bit different than like, if you're answering just strictly based off of the best players at those positions. Cause I think Tim and Shaq would play perfectly together. Cause Timmy can shoot the outside ball. As yeah. well as go into the post, but he wouldn't bother Shaq off of the post. That's a thing. And then, but like if you're looking at the four, you got to look at like Carl Malone, Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah. Like those are some good dudes in there too. I love Timmy D because I got to watch him growing up. So I know we're biased. Yeah, we're biased. The big fundamental as, as, dude. As far as, yeah. So Fundamentally then- sound. <laughs> Let me get a fist bump <laughs> right there, uh, maybe. Um, th- th- and this is why it's fun. And I guess, and I guess, at the end of the day, there is no perfect system to picking the all-time great. Well, no, it's maybe opinionated there, maybe there as well. No. Yeah. So, but anyways, we should actually answer oh, the okay. question. So, uh, continue. So, what now? We're you put Kareem two? at your five, your center. I'll put I'll put him as my five, and okay. that's pretty bi- that's pretty biased, but I'll 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 do it. And then Timmy D. At Timmy D. is four. four. So now we're at three. So that's our. Small forwards. Small. Oh man, it just gets harder. You're, um, you're looking at LeBron. Scotty. I, I was, yeah, I was gonna say, it, I would do LeBron. Grant I'm, I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna cheat. Um, I mean, I I don't disagree. I don't know how you don't. And I love Scotty. And I, uh, yeah, it's it's that's tough. But I I don't th- I don't think it's that tough. I think it's LeBron. Okay, we've yeah. got we've got a, a, a walking goat amongst us, like Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, so Although now, concussions, dude. What the? We'll get, what the? You know we'll, what I mean? We'll get in the gosh, the CTE. <laughs> well, and who's talking about donating their brains today? Uh, Hasselback. Yeah, Matt. And um, was it Matt or was it uh, Tim? I think I it was know. Matt. I think it was Matt, though. Okay. Anyways, back st- starting five. So your so three is LeBron. Three is LeBron. Two Matt. is Jordan. Kobe. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> That is that is so tough. I mean, and this goes back to our whole thing, like playing as a team or playing as they're just the best player in general. Well, okay, who do you think would fit better playing as a team? Uh, so we've already With got, LeBron. yeah, we got. Well, I mean, I. Prob. I mean, I'm like thinking, like I'm like, oh, running all these clips through my brain. They're both ball dominating. Uh, the, yeah, it's shooting guards. That and that's the only thing that's my my con to Kobe on any t- team scenarios because I almost I almost look at him like a Westbrook, like I do it all. Like my no, team, I mean, my team leans on me to do everything. But that's what you. 
The but thing is, Kobe did play with Shaq. Kobe for was years. sick with Shaq. Yeah, sick. That was that was athletic. Kobe. Team. That was like I'm gonna go up and like touch the room with my head, Kobe. <sighs> cool. That's so cool. <laughs> I used to be I used to be like a bandwagon Lakers fan when those two were together. Shout out what? to the bandwagons out what? there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Dominic and the the Warriors right now. <laughs> God. My little brother, he pisses me off sometimes, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, I would, I would say, uh, I'd say Jordan. Okay. You just, I don't know. I don't know how you don't, but it's, it's one of those things. I mean, Kobe is, and this is probably disrespecting all the LA peeps out there, but yeah. And then one. Yeah. You're a point guard. You got Tony Parker. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Hey, I love my, fr- I, have my lo- I love my, friendship. maybe like I the all my- European. Team, I know. But- <laughs> no. I don't know. Number one. I'm one. Oh, the 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 one's easy for me. Very easy. Actually. Why is it easy? Because I put magic there, uh, over anyone. It's so weird that magic is a one. He's what like six six. I know. And Huge. Like he like the thing is him and LeBron together would scare the crap out oh. of me. Because both of you, them can do dominate guard? the ball. Who do you guard? Yeah, both of them can play off the ball <laughs> and get to the basket at will. Like. What do you want to do? Would it just be like all like they'd like let teams run down the court, think they're gonna get an easy layup, and then <laughs> later forget about it, rejected. Like I feel like LeBron does that on purpose. Sometimes you think, of course, like, he just does it on purpose. Turns it over, waits a little bit, and then runs back. When you down know and- you're the most athletic dude on the court, you do this. You do this on purpose, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I agree. I mean, I, yeah, Magic. That is a that is a scary team that we've just created. Yeah. We'll have to see how the attitudes and everything else, egos, co- you know, how they play together. Yeah. How do you pay that team? You don't pay that team. <laughs> <laughs> That's Team USA you, right you there. You make them go to the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> the team that beats everybody by 100. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> well, see, that that would be the, the interesting thing is Shaq was never, like, known for his defense, but the dude t- took up space. Like, no one's going to, like, run through him. Yeah, like. <laughs> like I imagine, like dr- like dribbling up and like, oh, I'm gonna cut the ba- never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna kick. <laughs> yeah. So like, and then if you build your bench off of that, you just put like a bunch of three point shooters and some like defensive specialists, like Ray Allen. Go go get me like ten rings. Gosh, <laughs> go and get me. <laughs> Who even coaches? They just like all are just like. Game managers, they just know everything. Put 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 <laughs> together a staff of Pat Riley, Greg Popovich, and Phil Phil Jackson. Wow, wow! Give me those three coaching. Wow, I, I'll give you about twenty years of dominance if that happens. You give me all those players at the start of their career, those three coaches through their primes. Oh my God! Wow, that is that that's <laughs> that's something that I don't think anybody was expecting. A nice little coaching array. That we, that we do you know how in, in, diverse in. that coaching tree would be? Because Greg Popovich is known for his defensive coaching. The, yeah, it's all about. But like he runs good offensive sets. Yeah. But Phil Jackson with his triangle nonsense, <laughs> nonsense, and his is that like define? herbal like Zen master stuff. Shout out to Sanjay. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you got Pat Riley, who's just like the godfather of like <laughs> coaches. Yeah. And it's just like, well, <laughs> three different personalities, but yeah, that's that's a that is amazing. No, I mean, I think it would, I think they would gel amazingly together. Like, how are they not great basketball minds? I mean, yeah. it's like putting together um, 
a baseball team and you know everyone thinks about baseball and you know has baseball on the mind how can you not all have the same goal you know well i'm pretty sure the mentality would be a championship mentality at that point you better go get a champion you better go get like 11 yeah i mean if these things kind if these (laughs) things existed there'd be no need for a theo epstein there would be no need there would be no curse steinbrenner well there would be a need for steinbrenner (laughs) need somebody to pay these guys (laughs) we we would need to put a few billionaires together and conglomerates yeah i'm sure warren buffett would be willing to spend that money (laughs) go get me bill gates and uh Derek jeter for that matter oh mr buying the marlins that was a pretty cool ceremony yeah i thought that was shout out to him for being a dad soon (laughs) hopefully well way to settle down guy he did did they say it was a girl yeah i think it is okay hopefully he has a son russia russia gave birth to noah his russ russell westbrook did he Kid should be abnormally freaky. A new Brody. Or athletic. Freaky athletic. (laughs) Not just freaky. Maybe freaky looking. Yeah, just weird, you know. That's Brooks a weird looking guy. (laughs) Kind of like a mix of like a... I don't know where I'm going to go with this one. I lost my... my, He's just a weird looking dude. We'll just let y'all think about that. (laughs) No, and then uh, Steph Curry has uh, two kids. Although they're both uh, girls as well. Also both girls. So... I, I watched, um, for those of you who have the Golf Network um, on your cable plans, uh, tune in to the Faraday episode that they interviewed Steph Curry. Great uh, great episode. Steph Curry is a scratch golfer as well as a really good NBA player. Must be nice. I, I have mad respect for the dude. I, I love the dude off the court. I just like I just don't root for him on the court. I just can't like. <laughs> it's one of those funny scenarios. It's literally so true because there's so many athletes out there that you're like, holy cow, that guy like w- between the lines, he is the greatest, you know. And then off the court, mm. off the field, they are complete li- like they forget. They're not a they're not a person. They lack basic intuition and make bad decisions right and left. This guy is an is a model citizen. Yeah, a model athlete. Like how, model husband, like yeah. model oh. dad, like just does, a model person. Just he, he, good, and he's got integrity. Yeah, he uh, won the uh, sportsmanship award for the NBA as well as MVP last year. Like, nice. Put me on one time. Why? And that's how all MVPs should be. That's how all like. Yeah. This this conversation fired my mom up because like recently I was joking. I was like, I thought it was really cool when Big Poppy got the phone as a gift the phone like the phone oh, to the, mm-hmm. the when yeah. you smashed it with a bat <laughs> my mom my mom finds that kind of stuff embarrassing and like as a little kid i remember like if i struck out like i got mad and i would like i'd want to throw my bat and this and that because i'd see i'd see the pros do it yeah. i'd see them normalize these situations and it's just so it's just so uh tough when you really think about these athletes who have domestic abuse issues they have substance abuse problems like that, I mean, they're just like everybody's looking up to you. Even at my, even at my age, I'm 23 years old, and I still look up to these guys. It's, well, and that's the thing. Like with Steph, he's and he knows it, and like everyone knows it. He's changing the game, and the fact that now instead of kids wanting to dunk all the time, they want to shoot threes. They want to be able to shoot from the logo. And uh, one of the cool things he said is that he hopes kids realize it's just not something you can go do. Like all the preparation and all the time he spends on his shooting stroke, like it's not just coming overnight. It's not God given. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, yes. Yeah. For them. Yes. And no, (laughs) whatever. But for the most part, like 
the dude dude's humble, but like you have to have that sheer confidence in yourself. And that's my thing. I just I don't root for him on the court because one like I just don't like threes. Like I I think it's a good part of the game. I just don't want it to be the focal point of the game, which it has been. But you know, like as a person, dude's top class. He he's like a Derek Jeter. Like Derek Jeter when like who knew anything about Derek Jeter's personal life when he was off of the baseball field? That was probably his greatest like thing was the fact that he knew how to separate personal life and his career, but he was such a model citizen and like model player for people to look up to. That's why we have a bunch of great shortstops coming up right now. All of our generation looked up to Derek Jeter, and now we have a bunch of shortstops who are our age. Unfortunately, neither one of them are us, but um, I didn't want to be a shortstop anyways. Mm, it was fun. I did it when I was younger, but... <laughs> No, but like a lot of good shortstops coming up who idolize Derek Jeter and why that's a great person to idolize. That's the thing. Like LeBron's a great person to idolize I'd too. I'd agree. He he's a good guy off and on the court. Like, well, depending on if you're like facing him, he's probably not a good guy to like face on the court. But like, you know, he does what he can for his hometown. And the crazy thing is, both him and Steph Curry were born in the same hospital. That's crazy. Crazy. Like you want a basketball kid, go go have your son in Akron. <laughs> just like as soon as like you kind of like can tell like other than mama and papa, you just start saying basketball. It's the only thing you think about. Yeah, that's weird. But <laughs> no, like it's it's good when there's athletes that are good for your kids to look up to. Like, unfortunately, Terrell Owens pops popped into my head, but like, I wouldn't want my kid looking up to To. Like, he was a great wide receiver. Mad respect for the dude, but, like, his antics just. Like, just sheer disrespect. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, Des Bryant. Like, Michael Vick. like Great player, Michael Vick. Yeah, exactly. Like It's kind of scary when you break in the football. Oh, yeah, world. it's kind of sad that we're only thinking of football right now, I guess. Well, I mean, basketball, what, Dennis Rodman? Like, there, there's tons. Yeah. Of, there's examples. Dennis Rodman's so, definitely not someone I well, want Well, I mean, like, what, like look at a sad story like Len Bias. Like, the dude didn't even play in the NBA, and he was drafted number two overall, right? Yep. The last time the Celtics. Like, that is a sad story. Yeah. I overdosed. Like, yeah. I, and he wasn't – I wouldn't say he would have been a bad role model by any means. Who knows? We don't know. He just had one bad – essentially just a bad uh, – just a bad decision that led to a, a terrible result, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess to kind of wrap this conversation up, <laughs> the best thing we can hope for is sports fans and people who enjoy the players that play the sport, you know, just – and I mean, if players are listening, which I highly doubt there are any, but you know, hey, one day if they listen to this, just, you know, be as good of a person off the court or off the field uh, as you are on it, you know, just know that there's millions of people, if not more that pay attention to you and all your actions and want to emulate you. Cause I know, I mean, like Doug said, when, when we struck out as a kid, we got upset and wanted to crush things because we saw that happening on TV. It's very impressionable. So, you know, and I think athletes for the most part do a good job, but. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe they've been trained well enough now. I don't I don't really know. But for me, it's just about like, I mean, hey, 
that's awesome that you're getting paid the big bucks, you know, start a foundation. Like, there's tons of players that are starting foundations. Yeah. Uh, Put up parks causes. around your, uh, the community you're uh, living in. I mean, KD, for an example, still gives back to Oklahoma City. Like, dude's not a bad guy. He's just upsetting because he went to the Warriors. Can't beat him, join him. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I like I I agree with Joe one hundred thousand percent. I mean, coming from our world, it's just we've learned to give back in the community. Uh, we've been fortunate enough to get a lot of things in life and to work hard for a lot of things in life, and it's not always given to you. So when things are hard, and for a lot of people out there, for most of our culture, for a lot of cultures out there, it's it's hard. So any help that anybody can get out there is super important that's the way i look at it yeah you know I, mean? I mean no matter I'm, i mean and this message doesn't only go to athletes i mean uh, it doesn't you should be the best person to your capability whether that is you work hard you know you you enjoy hanging out with friends and family and stuff like that but you know never that's the thing i my my hopes one day is that you know, if I do have a successful career in uh, the sports industry and become an athletic director and, you know, I'm lucky to make a good amount of money over my career. Um, I would love to come back to Tucson and, you know, be able to put some money into the sports foundations that help grow me as a child. Like it's one of those things. I think everyone has it in their heart that they'd love to give back to where they grew up just to try and make it a better place for those people. But, you know, unfortunately some have more means than others and, that's just the way life goes. But, you know, there's always one way to give back and it's not always monetarily. And, you know, just, just try and live your life to the way you'd, you'd want to and expect yourself to be the best person you can be. And so yeah. I, I honestly think that's a good topic to leave this pod on. We've probably been talking for a little while too, haven't we? Almost at 50. Yeah. We should, we should probably wrap it up. It's cheesy, but with great responsibility, you know, well, I mean, Hey, it, it, or I'm sorry, with great power comes great responsibility. And I mean that's you know it's definitely true. It's it's definitely a true statement. And you know, people do what's best for for them and for others and you know, there's always people with bigger hearts than some, but everyone has room for a little help now and again. So Yeah. It's tough to all be humanitarians. Well, yeah. But I mean there's people that dedicate their lives to the Peace Corps, you know. Yeah, at the end of the day, there is going to be the spectrum of giving to not giving. And that's that's a human race for you folks. Yeah. For those well, welcome, young, for those young welcome listeners. to Earth at the moment. Yeah. So. yeah. But, <laughs> Sobering, but it, it's, uh, it is what it is. So. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. la- last words in the sense, U of A softball this weekend. Let's go, baby. It's time to show up. Hosting the regional. Yep. Hopefully in the road to hosting a super regional. Yeah, well, I got the number two overall ranking. Yeah, um, it's, it's a it's a very exciting time for college softball in U of A. If you have the opportunity, which I mean, Doug still says there's tickets available, so I'd <laughs> act quickly. Yeah. But when he gets into work tomorrow, who knows? Because those may be all wrapped up. Yeah, single and, session passes not going to be easy to come by. And don't hit hit don't hit him up for tickets because he's not a walking. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was going to say cash register, but that printer. doesn't, yeah, I guess printer. Just shooting them tickets out of my mouth. A distributor. There you oh. go. He He's no. not like no. Magic Johnson or LeBron. <laughs> he can't distribute the basketball to you. No. That's not true. Doug, when he pretty, plays basketball. I'm a facilitator. He, yeah, he assists pretty well. 
Scoring, that's a whole other subject. I, I like to, uh, to bang down <laughs> low a little bit, you know, just try and try and get those post hey, points. Yeah, I'll set a screen for you. Yeah, I also don't I'll like people up. dunking at the wreck. <laughs> people get mad because I don't allow them to dunk. I'm like, dude, I'm not letting you just dunk like, on me. Just like tabletop them and take out their legs. I almost do. Man, <laughs> yeah, what are you doing dunking at rec ball? Like, dude, sick, man. Unbelievable. Good for you, bro. That was me spitting all over my pop filter. It's a good thing we have these things. Uh, anyways, U of A <laughs> softball, regional against. Well, there's we're hosting three schools. Well, yeah, uh, but who are they playing the first? St. Francis, I know, is one of them. We have South Carolina and the third, which I should know this. This is weird that I, I do know this. I just don't. No, why can't they got? I mean, it's who's also who's almost eleven thirty. I know, I know, my brain is not firing on all cylinders. I'll just hold on one second. Oh, New Mexico State. Oh, okay. That's an obvious one. The Aggies. So, so. yeah, it's. I think the St. Francis School is like Pennsylvania, maybe. Yeah, they're traveling a good distance out here. Okay. Well, yeah. Hopefully, they enjoy the weather. It's been nice lately. So it's been beautiful. It's probably gonna heat up though pretty quickly here. Get back in the oven. Those bats, baby. <laughs> um. U of A baseball playing this weekend? Yeah, big series. Okay. Uh, rivalry. Uh, rivalry up there with our friends up north. Ooh, miss. So three straight games. Hopefully take two of three, get a series win. I say we sweep. Well, hey, I mean, I'm, <laughs> obviously uh, that's a gift. That's that's something I would I would love to see under the tree. But I, I, I don't know. U of A baseball needs to show up, man. Like this is a very critical time of the season. Um, our pitching needs to figure it out. Our defense and our offense should communicate with each other. Should get on, they should get on talking terms again because I'm tired of this whole, oh, dude, we're going to go out and we're going to hit like 23 hits and we're going to score 17 runs. Like, awesome. Don't give up 18, <laughs> 18 runs, runs. You know, like that's that's really cool, you know. Like, no. So, I mean, I don't mean to hate on these guys. They're studs. at. The, I mean, playing super well. And I think we'll I, – I mean, ideally, we sweep ASU, we sweep Cal. Maybe there's a discussion of being able to host a regional, maybe, but the rest of the the, the top ten is pretty stout. Is pretty stout. I mean, hey, Oregon State, U of A baseball. If you're listening, me and Doug still have four years of eligibility. <laughs> hey. I can still match. Hey, hey. So, yes, you can. Um, but yeah, so okay, go support your U of A baseball and softball sports out there. Is there any other sports still going on? Did track and field wrap up? Yeah, I think they had. Yeah, golf? I believe they had championships already. Did golf make it? I don't no? think so. Okay. I don't think mm. so. So, yeah, U of A. There's still a couple U of A sports going on, even though school got out last week. Shout out to all the grads. Congrats. Yeah. Um, Class of 2017. Yeah, big ups, you know. Wow. Um, other than that, NBA conference finals are going on. Spurs are down 2-0 because <laughs> Kawhi hasn't played. So Sad. I I was hoping they'd hold that leading game one. Oh, please. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it, it to me it speaks volumes of how good the Warriors are. Uh, I I'm sorry, like I know most people out there will challenge this, but I think even if Kawhi's in the game, regardless of if he's 100 percent healthy or not, <clears throat> I still think the Warriors can go on an 18 and 0 run against any team in the NBA. I think they go on a run still, but I don't think they complete it. That's the thing. Yeah. I think Kawhi yeah. can. He's an X factor. Mm-hmm. There's no way. There's no way that even if he gives, if they give up that many points, he'll still pour whatever it takes. To, yeah. to put him above the, to get them that win. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, hopefully the Spurs can come back in their building. I mean, make it a series at least. I, I would, would love hope. to. Hey, I mean, holy cow! I mean, like win both in San Antonio, and then you have a tied series, and then force at least the, what nobody thought least would happen six. go six. Yeah. 
I'd Who be knows? down. I'd like to see it happen. I do. I think it's gonna happen. Does anybody think it's gonna happen out there? Yeah, no, not hearing too many people. So. Yeah. So and then Cavs just went up one zero on the Celtics after a dominating. <laughs> it feels like two zero. <laughs> it feels like three zero, four zero. It feels like the Warriors and Cavs just need to start playing in the finals tomorrow. But, it's an affair. Um, other than that, baseball season, uh, forty games in. So well, probably a little bit more, give or take. Some teams yeah. play more. Some teams have a little less. Um, so that's off and running. We're almost to June, which is amazing. Just had Mother's Day. Love the pink bats. Shout out to the moms. Shout out to the moms. Um, other than that, NBA draft. Talked a little bit about that. The the Let's players see. championship concluded. Shout out to the young young Korean. Yeah. Siwoo Kim. Yep. Probably. 21 years old. Hopefully that's right. We don't know. <laughs> um, well, I'll probably tell you really quick. Well, pronunciation was. I know it's Siwoo Kim. I just don't know if that's the right pronunciation of that name. Um, uh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> we're we're great about names on this podcast. I think the next Masters is uh or not Masters. I always want to <laughs> say the next Masters. <laughs> the next major is the US Open. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. US Open coming up soon, so shout uh keep an eye out for that. Um yeah, right now I think it's the Byron Nelson. NHL playoffs are still going on. Yeah, can't, can't forget about that. Can't tell you really what's going on uh, too much. I think it's the Pred, Penguins. Preds won last night, so they've got a, a two-one series lead. Okay, and so the I assume Game Four will also be in Nashville. So Nashville has an opportunity at going up three-one. All right, there you go. That's pretty exciting. Which is, it's so crazy to me. I think the Predators are be, like two-one series lead on Anaheim. That. I and I'm, I know I've got a lot of friends that are Anaheim Duck fans, and they're probably like, "Shut you your know, boys shut up. in Fullerton." Uh, oh, absolutely, the boys in Fullerton. Yeah, <laughs> no, but just plenty of people um, in Ottawa. Ottawa smashed Pittsburgh tonight, five to one. Damn, that's 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 a beatdown. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, NHL playoffs, and then Majeski at this point would say something about NASCAR, but I honestly don't know. I don't know so. what's happening in the NASCAR world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not in the ESPN stop events, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Hard to believe. I think, well, I mean, there's big, like, Premier League, like, I'm just not big into soccer. We, uh, I'm actually talk- pretty big into soccer. Oh, yeah? I've, well, I, I've been following it since FIFA, you know? We should uh, uh, talk to our boy Eisner about MLS. Uh, he, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well MLS is, it's, it's they started, so what are they, probably, like, in the early? Yeah. They're early in the early portion games. of their, okay, mm-hmm. okay. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see if we can get a little sound clip from him in about uh, the Chicago Fire. Yeah, and, they won tonight, three yeah. zero. So I mean, not bad. Um, but yeah, Premier League. It's uh, it's coming to a close, I believe. To, uh, very so- very soon. I, believe. I think Chelsea secured the top of that table. I think so too. And then uh, you have your Championship League final, which is between Juventus. Shout out to my boy uh, Gion Luigi Buffon. <laughs> Love that dude. Great. Can you say that five times fast. Uh, That's pretty five impressive. Time. Do it one more time at least. Gian Luigi Buffon. That was cool. Yeah. So <laughs> my boy out there in uh, Italy holding it down in the goalkeeper position. And then they're facing Real Madrid, Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo, and everyone else Everybody's that's favorite. stacked on their team. Yeah. So that's that's going on out there. And Juventus is going to probably win the Serie A table. and. I only know this stuff because I play FIFA. Yeah, I was gonna. You uh, you have to, right? Yeah, and okay. then like 
German from stimming a playing FIFA. I think it would be cool to go work for one of those clubs out in like London or oh, something like yeah. that. Like, oh yeah, I'd take a job there for like oh, yeah. five, ten years. Yeah, like, you got to know a little bit about. I feel like you got to know a thing or two. Oh, I know about soccer. Maybe. I FIFA what the, has what prepared. The, what about me for the language this? barrier? Do you think there is much of one? Not in London. No. Okay. Not not in England. Oh, okay. Because, because yeah. it's, it's just the accent. Right? Yeah, it's just accents from that point. But if I were to go work in Italy, I mean. Luckily, I have a slight Italian background. You probably pick it up pretty quickly. I guarantee you, you're like immersed. Like you know. Oh, well, you know yeah. I mean, I studied abroad there for a little yeah. bit, so yeah. it would definitely have to be a challenge. And my dad would probably come visit me a lot. So, mm. shout out to my Italian fam out there. I know you're not <laughs> listening, but like, love you guys anyway. So, I think we've taken our last words a little far, haven't we? We broke the hour mark. Oh, lovely. That's awesome. Shout out to all you who made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about a lot tonight. It it was kind of it kind of like all f- flowed though, like it like all went. Into you gotta love one. that. That's why I don't need my computer. You know, it's I like, know. I'm jealous, man. I'm still so jealous of that because you just get locked up in that thing sometimes. But dude, like, I mean, I listen. Oh no, you listen. Not, it's not like not... Majeski when he watches like <laughs> baseball games while we're talking. We're dogging on him so hard today. <laughs> this is because we just missed the guy. We just oh, gosh, you know. <laughs> need my guy talking we about need the sunscreen head, right? and everything else. Sunscreen, yeah. snakes. <sighs> I mean, hey, the weather's heating up. I'm stressing about snakes, man. Yeah, it's it's that time of year. The rattlers come out. Good we'll old see. rattlers, we'll dude. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, we. Is there anything we missed? I don't think so. I, that's why I was running through things in my head right now. Like, no, I appreciate you doing the rundown. Uh, we don't do that enough. Uh-uh. I think a rundown is helpful. We didn't talk about divisional leaders for MLB, but it's not that important. It's too early. Yeah, it's too early. Too for early. All you to, that are too. We'll excited. have to do like a midseason thing, you know. And yeah, like, I like doing midseason review. Yeah, like, like right before the All Star break. Yeah, I was gonna say like late June. So maybe we could talk about like who's gonna win like the home run derby and trade that'd deadlines be, that'd and be stuff an like that. Maybe we should have our own home run derby. Ha. Huh. Okay. Wiffle ball. I'm down. <laughs> no, go get those blitz balls, dude. Which ones are those? Those ones that have that like crazy like movement. If oh, you throw it God. right, you have to like get the right oh, grip. Those are cool. <laughs> like, do some dirty things with those. I'm gonna ask my parents to get me one for for my birthday, which is in not, not even close. <laughs> not even close. I mean, my birthday's in July, so okay. Well, I, we'll we'll do it for my birthday. We'll have some monopolies. Yeah. <laughs> so, but okay. So that's your sports update for what is it? It's May seventeenth, Wednesday. Well, it's almost the 18th. Wednesday evening, almost Thursday morning. You got to go to work in the morning. I don't. Charlie, you got to stop reminding <laughs> me, guy. Anyways, so thank you for tuning in to episode 14. Um, 15 will be coming, if not this weekend, maybe uh, next week for sure. And we'll keep you updated yeah. on all things sports. So thank you for tuning in to Fundamentally Sound with Churro Majeski and Doug. And we will talk to you next time. Whatever time of day it is. Just have a great day. Mm, mm, mm.